No, no, no. Stop that. No, st stop what? What are you talking about? It's... That's not Japan. You know that's not Japan. This is... It's classical music. We both know that's not Japan. Play the right one. All right, all right. Play the right one. Dude, no! Right, Cut it out! Right. You know that's not the right one. That's no, not Chopin. Chopin, he was that other. You seen the movie? He was the other guy, not the. <laughs> but you know the other guy that was. He's a grumpy old guy, and he was mad because Amadeus was so much better than Chopin. Oh. That's how it went. That's how the movie is. All right, I'm gonna take over now for the music, okay? Hey, everybody! Welcome to Pixel Stories podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Caitlin. I'm Brian. This week on Pixel Stories. Chapter 3, Eternal Sonata. FYI, in this episode, we're going to be spoiling stuff. So if you don't want to hear about it, go play the game and then listen. Don't not listen. Play the game and then listen. Good save, Caitlin. Good save. <laughs> uh, Eternal Sonata was fun. This was Caitlin's choice, or her pick, for a game that we try uh, connected to history. And uh, I'm happy we played it. I heard about it before. She told me about the game, but I never got to try it. Like 10 years ago. I know. Like it, really, it really was. It was a while ago. Because it was for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. We ended up just buying it online. We got it for 7 bucks or 8 bucks. It was nuts. It, it held value. the price the, yeah the price point the value for a long time mm -hmm. like I would tell you like oh you should play this game oh you should play this game hey you should play this game and I'm like pointing at it and I'm like hey hey play this game it was always like just a really high price for yeah. a older game and you're like no <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't I'm, I'm happy we finally like I'm happy this was your choice I'm happy I got to play it so it's it's mm -hmm. really neat it's a little gem so it's the premise of the game is you play as a uh, Frederick Chopin, you know, obviously connected to the composer, the pianist. The pianist! <laughs> and um, you go through this dream world, and you meet a whole bunch of friends, and it ends up being about revolution and mineral powder. Which mineral, is, mineral powder, yeah. yeah. It's poisoning the people. Yep. Like, driving them crazy? Um, no, it, tur it, it, it turns, turns them, them into... Like, like, like slaves for the... Not the king, is it a count they call them? Oh, like, yeah, because like, the they... they, they, they the, Side effect is that they can use magic. Yeah, if that's if they're gonna die though, it's it's considered like like a terminal disease. If yeah. you, if you use magic, you're close to death, kind of like you're going to die. Yeah. So. The magic comes at a cost, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the game. It's a turn-based RPG, and um, it's not random encounters. It's what's the word they use when you can actually physically see the enemies? I forget. There's there's a term for it. You know, because random encounters is like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, right. where it just pops up and you're in a battle. Exactly. Yeah. Where this one, there's a word for it. It always just it's um, it's like in Zelda two for Nintendo. Right. We could physically where see, you see on the map. Yeah, it's and a, you see him and wait, wait. Yeah, it's the same thing in this game. You could see your enemies. Mm -hmm. So you could avoid them if yep. you want. You could do back attack and you sneak up on them. That's true. Poke them and in if the they, butt. If they get you, then <laughs> <laughs> poke them in the butt. <laughs> they get a uh, first strike if yeah. they you know they hit you first. I like that it's multiplayer. That's probably my favorite that is part right. of the game. A multiplayer RPG. RPG. It's pretty cool. Oh. Then you have to collaborate because the way mm -hmm. the the way the gameplay goes is you have to work as a team. Well, I mean, you always have to work as a team in co-op games, but mm -hmm. your combo meter is shared between the party. So if you're that jerk that just keeps spamming it, you'll take the combos away from the other people. You have to like <coughs> Brian. <laughs> Pure <Pew> profit. <laughs> 
going to play. That's one of the moves. That was one of Brian's moves. I, you need the, the combo points for the pew grave. Yes, yes, you do. Hitting someone with a baton just does not do enough damage. Mm-hmm. It was also an interesting concept with the whole light and it's dark. Like a cane, I thought. Like, well, it depends it, on the weapon. It you was. Had. It, it's a baton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the little dinky, you know, piece of cork, the little sad wine cork, <laughs> and a little stick coming out of it. I mean, it's it's, it's probably somewhere between. A baton you conduct with, and a, a baton you would beat someone with. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a baton you beat someone, someone with. No, but it's not like in real life. You get the extendable. You know, oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you're out of line. Chink. <laughs> well, it's a, ba- a baton that you uh, conduct with, but he also, like, carries it around, doesn't he? Well, it, it, it doesn't. he doesn't just, like, snap his fingers and it's like, Summon baton! <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that, but he uses it like a cane. I well. summon like the dark walk- magician! <laughs> not really a cane, but like a walking stick, because it's not like he's, like, feeble. He's just, like, walks with it's it. A, like, yeah. you know. It's a walking baton. There you go. Walking done baton. and done. It's a Great. walking slash beating baton. Yep. Yep. They also have the uh, light and dark meter. Not meter, but um, areas in the game. So you have two sets of attacks in the game for every character, and depending if your character is standing in the light or in the dark, it'll activate the like different attack or heal. Physically light or yeah, dark. Yeah, you have like to be standing. Sun or shadow. shadow. It's, it's, it was interesting, so yeah. that was cool, too. Same with the enemies. The enemies, it's conditional. If they're in the light area, they take one form. That's not even my final form. Because if you're in the dark... <laughs> And they, they can be completely different. So yeah. the good strategy could be to move around to get a you know a enemy that becomes very strong in the dark into the light so they're weak and you can kill them easier. Yep. Yeah, and it's also the other way around too. It's not mm-hmm. just like they're all stronger in the dark because like some of them are stronger in the light. Yeah, and they are, and they become like a little dinky. Yeah, and they changed that. Uh, I, it wasn't a scorpion. I forget what he looks like. Remember, if he goes into the dark, he turns into the giant scorpion, and if he's in the light, he's the tiny bat. Like the little, the little dumpy bat, it's, yeah. like, it's like one hit. He, he looks, he's like he looks like a chunky, chubby scorpion. <laughs> it's like just this weird looking little. Oh, the scorpion. coconut scorpion. Coconut scorpion. Yeah, it's like half a coconut. Oh, and then they yeah, put like two little eyes on it. it. Yeah, and they just give a scorpion tail. <laughs> coconut scorpion. And one of the things they do in this game is they hop back and forth between Chopin in real life and in this like dream world. Like, it's him on his deathbed, so we see him in the, I say real world, it's a video game, but they portray him in the real world. Yeah. You know, he's on his deathbed, so this game you're playing is kind of like his fever, I don't want to say fevered imagination, that sounds dark, but it kind of is, like, because he's going in and out of, you know, this dream world and then back to reality for a little bit. You no, know? he never goes back to reality, he's always asleep. Oh, is he the entire time? He's always asleep oh, when you go back to reality. We, we see the cutscene. Oh, like, right, we're, right. It's, so it's like an inception, so it's it's... We're watching him yep. sleep, and then we go into his dream. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, gotcha. to, to the play, and then then we get pulled out of his dream, mm-hmm. and we see what's happening to him, which is the doctor looks like Mark Twain, so Dr. Mark Twain is... <laughs> yeah, he does look like Mark Twain. Taking a... He says the darkest things, too. He's like... Yeah. He's like, he's like yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, we, we hope he'll be okay. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, you know, we hope he'll be okay, but I have heard <laughs> that you have the most wonderful dreams before you die. Yeah. That's and a... you're like, what? What? <laughs> They would you're sue doctor. you. They would sue you today. You're not supposed like, to say that. You can't say these things. I'm begging you to keep this man alive. Don't say that. It's like rifling through his stuff. All right, is he an organ donor? Because I can really use... Oh, yes, he is. All right, great. We're just going to... He's, he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. <laughs> Although they probably wouldn't have actually used him as an organ donor. <laughs> no, no, they... 
Frederick Francois Chopin was a Polish composer and virtuoso pianist of the Romantic era who wrote primarily for the solo piano. He was born in 1810 and died at the age of 39 in 1849. He was born in Poland and died in France. Yep. He moved around. Had to move around a lot. He was always sick. They don't actually know what killed him. It was tuberculosis. They, they, <laughs> it's they, definitely tuberculosis. They, <laughs> they suspect that it was tuberculosis, but they also thought that there were other things contributing to his poor health. Like he, he didn't just have TB. Maybe. Right. Mm. Um, they think he had he had like some sort of he would have seizures and stuff like that, which is clearly something else. Right. Well, I mean, maybe the reason they thought that is because his. We'll go into more detail in a little bit. But his younger sister died of TV. Mm. Amelia, that's her name. Mm-hmm. So. Everybody died of TV. Everybody yeah. had TV. Everybody had TV. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, a little known fact. I don't know if we talked about it. They used, they used to call tuberculosis consumption. Yeah. Because you would waste, you waste away. away. Yeah. Yep. Didn't you just get tested for TV? No, no, I have to for a job. Oh, I thought you, which you I have thought to. I thought was funny. I was like, okay, so they got to test me for something that hasn't been around since... Um, no, all right, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do people even die of that anymore? It's probably one of those things where it's just like the elderly and infants yep. die of it. That's true, it's true. One of the other, not connections, but when we were looking it up, there's a, a manga that was based off of the game, but apparently the story has no, it's completely two completely different stories, but the endings are identical, which is really interesting. It's a different so, dream. That could be, I guess. So, but that one, I don't know if that was a dream world. I didn't even get it. I couldn't find it. So, I also didn't. Well, if it's based off of the, the, game. I would, the game, I would hope it would still be a dream world. I mean, yeah. we don't actually know mm-hmm. what happened <laughs> to him in the days before his death. Right. Like, so. we don't know. We weren't following. Somebody wasn't following him with a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Dang! Dang! Watch me die! He got a second when He's like, you know what? I, there's one thing I gotta do before I die. Give me a paper and a pen. And he makes a mag- manga. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, make sure everyone sees this. Yeah. Hold on, let me write it backwards because he's in France, so it would have been backwards. It's <laughs> just like a montage. He's like of him learning Japanese, learning how to draw. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like eighties music yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, every part of this game has weird science. <laughs> now you're just thinking of that. Yeah, they have um. Everything in this game, every like piece of it is infused with music. Like the characters themselves, everybody's name. You have like some of the main protagonists are Allegretto, Polka, Beat. Uh, what was that, her name? The two little girl. A uh, March and Salsa. Salsa. Mm-hmm. I mean everyone's name. Even like the bad guys. Count, yeah, Count Waltz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I forget her name. It was Crescendo. Something like that. There's, yeah. There's I mean, everybody's Crescendo, name. Crescendo. There's Allegretto. Yeah. Like everybody is named after music. Even the weapons. Even though they were swords, some of, most of them had like musical notes as names. I don't know if you caught that. It's like F sharp sword. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. This is the F sharp sword. It's it's sharper than the D sharp. I feel like the guy, sword. That, the guy <laughs> that was writing it, I was like, oh, yeah. it's so corny. So well, if you had a hammer, you'd, it would be like a B flat hammer. <laughs> oh no! Well, it's like Polka is like hysterical because her weapon is has nothing to do. With, it's a, it's a parasol. parasol. Oh, it's a, par- yeah, it's it's a, a parasol. parasol. Yeah. Well, now, Kirby had a parasol. That's true. So, discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby had a parasol, and that has nothing yeah. to do with me. 
Um, yeah, what did Allegretto's sword look like? I know it looked like something. It, it looked like a flute almost. Or... Even though it was a blade at the top, the end, the, no, the bottom no, handle. No, it was like a violin. It had strings on it. Oh, it did. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they all like look like musical instruments, except for Polka. Yeah. Well, except for, like, you know, what's her name? The, the character that you played as didn't. Right? Oh, it looked like a harp, didn't it? The bow and arrow? I can't remember. I think it did. And about Jazz, he had a massive uh. horse buster sword. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it was a cloud sword. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, it wasn't at the end of every chapter. I thought it was. It kind of threw me off. But every once in a while in the game, the game would just stop when they take you back and forth. Because the game's in chapters. Right. But that's what threw me off is that when I went back and reviewed it, I was like, oh, I guess it's not at the end of every chapter. When they'd show like, a little snippet of Chopin's life and then play one of his pieces... Yeah. That wasn't at the end of every chapter. That was just randomly through the game. Because mm-hmm. when, we, when we were playing, I went back on our research and looked. I was like, oh, okay. Because one of them was like, two of them were in chapter two and three. Like those little music pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not at the end of every chapter. It's just... They just put them in there. They just put them in there. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they lead in. like so that. And, the, the, and I mean, we didn't even really explain the fact that there are like two different types of cut scenes. You cut to... Mm-hmm. We, we did. No, you explained that there was one. We cut to... His life, but you never said. Oh, you mean? Yeah, you cut, Yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. to um, still images. Yeah, still images, like real images of you know. It's mostly of Europe. Europe, and, yeah, so, like places that he he was at the time that things were happening. Yep, there were um, and they usually, real photos of that. And they usually play, you know, some some of his pieces to connect it to. That's what we're really going to be talking about next. Is we'll discuss, we'll we'll listen to the pieces in the background, and we'll talk about how they affected him in his life and how they use that in the game. All right, well, let's talk about the music in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the soundtrack was phenomenal. It really did Chopin's work justice. It wasn't a cheap imitation. It wasn't uh, too far away from it. it. You could tell the musician really wanted to pay tribute to Chopin's work, and it, it shows to the music. It's not... Too much of a clone copy because mm-hmm. you don't. If, if you know, it's not just like okay, this is a new classical piece, but it's and it's not a traditional video game RPG soundtrack either. They they hit the sweet spot right between the two. You can if you listen to Chopin's music and you listen to the soundtrack, you know, Chopin's music a lot of it was, it was piano. And it's, 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 it's very clear. It's not very symphonic. There's not a lot going on. It's a, a background piano part. And then you, you wait a little bit, and then the, the lead comes in a lot, an octave or two higher, and they kind of dance, the parts dance with each other. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack follows that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think they did a great job. Because like we were saying, they would cycle in and out and say, all right, here's one of his works, raindrops or whatever. And then after that, as you're playing the game, I felt like that chapter would... Reflect. Yeah, reflect. That's the best word. Thank you. It would, it would re- reflect that song. Because in chapter... Well, yeah, because in that one where the, after they show the raindrops, they, they're going through the forest and it starts to rain. That's right. You're correct. And that's in the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And it, it continues to rain. All throughout the rest of the chapter. All throughout the rest of the chapter. Yep. That's very true. Yeah, no, they. you're right, though. They did. They hit that, that sweet spot. So even when they weren't playing Chopin and you were in the game, it felt, I think mean, that's a big tall order to say it could have been him, but the music flowed so well together that you weren't just like, you hear a piece of Chopin's music, you're like, oh, it's, that's really, really pretty. 
And it was like, like oh, back to RPG music. Back to JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. Back to JRPG music. It was just, it flowed, everything flowed very well. Darn it, now I want to listen to that. Well, even the battle music reminded me of something more like Dragon Quest. Yeah. You know, where it kind of strayed a little bit, where it was a bit more symphonic, but it still had that classical music kind of feel to it. It wasn't. You know, like a Final Fantasy, or you know, where you're really in this intense, you know, battle. You know, so it works. Agreed. So the game is called Eternal Sonata, and if you look up what a sonata is, it's a piece of music that's meant to be played. Now, when they say that, they're obviously saying a piece of music that's meant to be played on a piano or an instrument versus song. Yep. But you know. I was reading that and I kept thinking, okay, that really relates to the story because this refrain we have through the story is all these different characters, they, they, they're questioning reality, they're questioning their existence, they're questioning their lives, yeah. and they're always, all of them always say the same basic thing, which is, if I'm going to live my life, I want it to mean something, I want to do something, I want to live my life. So so to me, when I saw that, it's a song that's meant to be played. To me, what I took from it was, okay, it's a life that's meant to be lived. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they are examining it. They are... It, it, for some of the characters, it's not clear. Yeah. Especially Polka. It's like, she's, she's having a lot of trouble wrapping her head around, well, but what if this is real? Right. And, and not her... You know, I but, would say her imminent death, because she knows, like we said, she can use music. Yeah, she can use music. music. Wow! Oh, wow! Okay, she yeah. can use magic, and people in this world, like we said, that can use magic. They're it's a side it's, effect. It's, it's, of it's yeah. a ter- yeah, the yeah. terminal yeah. illness kind of like they're going to die. But like yeah. nothing gets her down. Yeah, like she, she knows she's probably she's going to die. Yep. She knows that she's living in this reality that probably isn't real, yep. and she still has the fortitude to say, "Well, I, I don't care. I still want my life to do something." Yeah, yeah, even if it's. Yeah. Nothing. She right. still wants it yeah. to right to help out. Yeah, to help out people, even if it's yeah. And yeah. he's. I think she's the only person that he told that he believes it's all a dream. Yes, correct. She's the only character that knows that. Yeah, correct. I mean, he. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's. She's the only one. Because they have this. I think it's in chapter three. There's that scene around the. Oh, it's it's weird. You know how video games are. It's not really a ship. But it's one of those ships that flies in the air. Not an airplane. It's an airship. Airship, whatever. Oh, airship, airship. Yeah. Am I going to build an airship? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, they're on the ship or whatever. It ends up being back in the water later on. They're on the ship, and he's he tells her, they're outside, they're talking about that, how he's like, this is a dream world, but I'm not really sure why I'm, I'm here. And then he ends up saying, they talk about his sister, which is what we talked about a little while ago, that, yeah, in real life, Chopin's sister was 14. No, she was 15, excuse me. 15, but she died at TB, and she was the same age as Polka. He makes that connection. Oh, okay. So he talks about. Uh, let me think. I wrote it down. I wrote oh, yeah, and she's the only one with a terminal illness. Yes. So, okay. There so you go. it's pretty safe to say in the game she represents his sister that passed away. Yeah. So, and they make. Uh, it's weird. Like he, like he said, he knows that she. It's not her. <clears throat> but he makes that connection with her because of his sister. Yeah. And then, what's his name? Beats the little one, right? Yeah. Yeah. B ends up asking him about his sister. And he says a quote that's really stoic. So actually, I wrote it down. Um, oh, is that where he goes, oh, I'm the baby! <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah, B, B might as well. Poor B, poor oh, B. I hate B. But uh, yeah, he asks him about his sister, and uh, Frederick says, uh, the passage of time allows us to forgive tragic and painful events. We let them so that we're able to continue with our lives. Mm-hmm. And he says this to B and Polka about his sister. Oh, so I was like, okay. all right. Cause most time, every time, every, every time he talks, like super stoic in the game. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just very like... He doesn't say much. He doesn't. When he does, it's always like, 
Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> smooth, smooth, smooth as silk. <laughs> it's like it's like he's watching his his dream world go by almost. Even yeah. though he's part of it, it's still almost like he's just watching it. He's a part because he doesn't. Not a willing participant. Even yeah, he doesn't seen. interact too too much. Yeah. It's it's mostly everybody else's story. Yep. We should talk more about Beat. <laughs> we should talk <laughs> more about Beat. It's it's such a funny character because when I look at Beat. What I see is, I, I look at him, and it's, okay, this is another character from Kingdom Hearts, and it's yellow <laughs> instead of red, and he's a little smaller, and he doesn't have a keyblade. Yep. And Big shoes. Every time I look oh, at him, shoes, yeah. all I could think of is that scene in A Christmas Story where this Ralphie's little brother, well, we gotta bundle you up, you gotta get on your gloves, you gotta get on everything, and, and he's wearing so much clothes, his arms are just out the side, always. <laughs> <laughs> Every cutscene you see him is his arms are just always yeah are this, always out the side. side. Yeah, I think it's just the way they did a, the character a lot of the model. a lot of the smaller characters look like that. Look yeah. like that, like Salsa and but March. I, I, are the yeah, same but they, way. they found ways around that. Like Salsa always like has her hands yeah. on her hips. They That's should, true. Yeah, she, she, she should does have her hands out. I'll tell you why it, why they did this laziness. If you <laughs> if you look at the animations, they don't really. No one talks with their hands. Yeah. You know, and every character that has their hands at their side like that, they have this big billowing bottom, mm-hmm. like a, a dress a, or, or something a, poofy at the bottom. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you, they just didn't want to have to deal with the transparency issues with 3D games have, whereas, okay, well, if I twist in a certain way, it'll go, through the, it'll go right through it. So instead of doing that, they said, well, we'll just kind of make them really stiff. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to, not. don't worry about that. Yeah, nope, just, nope, everybody's yeah. just Every, yeah, every, hands out yeah, to their side. Yeah. <laughs> the, the artists are fiercely working away, and they're going, can't we make these guys a little more animated? Can't we do? They're like, don't worry about it. No one's even going to notice it. <laughs> not even, they're not even going to care. It's like 90% of the game, everybody's <laughs> hands are out to their sides. <laughs> that, that, was, that was really silly. I, uh, and I feel like he didn't... Pure grave. <laughs> I feel like he didn't match, which is why you were just kind of saying that. Like, he's like... Even though he's in the dream world, he feels like a bystander because everybody else is not goofy, but they're like... Oh, going back to Frederick. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah. yeah cause I feel like he's... Even compared to, like, B and Allegretto and everybody else, like, they know they're in this world and they're like, they just accept it where he's kind of just like... But he doesn't... No, they don't. We were just talking about that. Well, no, no. I mean, like, they think that this is their life. They don't know yeah. anything else. That's, yeah. what, that's what I mean. Okay. Where he's just, like you said, like, when he talks, it's it's very stoic, and it's, he just he doesn't match, like, the, the persona of everybody else in this world. Yeah, they're, 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 they're mostly bubbly and passionate. And... Yeah, and he's kind of, like, not dark, but he's... You could even say that he is more serious than oh the rest of the characters. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Explain, explain it. it. Oh, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Frederick's special move in the game is uh, Pugravi, and it's basically, it just means more serious, and I, I don't know why they picked it, but I'm so glad they did, because it's so funny. Every time, It has to have something to do with music. music. Like yeah. It's got to be like when, when the music becomes more serious, more serious. More serious. Yeah. it's Pugravi yeah. or something. I don't know music like that, but I'm guessing that's that what it is. That with the fact that it's not Yu-Gi-Oh, I know it's not Yu-Gi-Oh, but the voice actor sounds just like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> And he kind of looks like a dark magician because he's got this purple top. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It really is. <laughs> Pew Robin. Shade comment. Oh my god. <laughs> Even the uh, the way the game plays, it feels like um, the Tales games. Someone talk, well, it's the same. It's the same, same company Iver. they made. They made the Tales games, yep. and they also were involved with Star Ocean, which is another RPG that plays very oh, similar, yeah. and um, Valkyrie Chronicles as well. Yeah. 
So there you go. Oh, wait, that's been a long time though, since I played Star Ocean. Though even <laughs> though too. with those two, it was just the audio part the game company was involved in. It's, the mm-hmm. game, it's funny because the gameplay is... I mean, it's a very specific type of RPG yep. gameplay where you have that timer and, okay, you can do actions. You can do whatever you want. You just have that timer to do it. Yep, yep. And I like that. At first, I was not frustrated, but the timer in the game, one of the things we didn't explain... When you're in combat, you only have so much time before your turn's up, and then it goes to your next character. So if you're playing with three people, I get so much time to attack before I'm out, then Brian goes... Attack or heal or whatever. Exactly. And then Caitlin will go, and the enemies get to go. And as you progress, as your party gets stronger and you progress through the story, you get less times less amount of time to attack or heal. In the beginning, if you... Stay still. Stay still. No, no, no. It was infinite, right? Or no? Yeah, in the beginning. beginning. Yeah, in the beginning, if you didn't move, you could just... We could talk together, plan our attack, and then when you move, then the timer slowly starts to go down. As it progressed and got harder and harder, the second it's your turn, that timer's moving, whether you move or not. Yeah. Because we got to, like... It was, like... Chapter three. They're like, yeah. yay, you got better. We're going to reward you by making it harder. <laughs> it's yeah. like real life. You go to, yeah. you go to your job, you're going to do your, his job and your job now. Yeah. With no reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, too, because the, the evolution talking and playing like that, especially when you're playing with other people, you know, starts out, okay, okay here's our strategy. Here's our strategy phase. We're going to do this. You're going to go over here. I'm going to heal you. And then we're going to take this guy out. <laughs> and, then, and then it just, like, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It slowly turns into, get off your phone! What are you doing? Your turn's gone! You just lost your turn! What are you doing? Ah, ah. <laughs> because you have to be so dialed yeah. in. Yeah. You, God forbid, if you look away for a second, you're like, yeah. oh, I just lost my turn. And yeah. it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I can't even... I'm like, I remember that I played that game originally by myself. I can't even imagine going back and doing it again because having to deal with moving all the characters... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> The game teases you, too. The whole, I mean, well, what did we play, like three or four chapters? Yes, we got to, I think we got to chapter four. Yeah. So we got, we got more than halfway through it, so. Talking, talking about yanking the dog's chain, the whole time you have your, your, your button laid out on the screen, you have attack, you have guard, and you have counterattack. And the whole time, the counterattack is grayed out. And, and the way that it is, you know, the combat play is kind of like Mario RPG. Yeah. But you got to be more precise. Yeah. So you're practicing these guarding, and I'm seeing the counterattack. I'm like, why won't they let us practice it? It takes so much practice for the guard, and you know the counterattack is going to be harder. Yep. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. At least with Mario RPG, it was... It was a little bit more fluid in terms of getting that special hit. It was forgiving. It was a little more forgiving. It was a little bit more forgiving. This one, you have to be, you have to be either quick or... Dead. Oh. The quicker the dead. You, know? <laughs> you have to almost anticipate the attack. Yes. Yes, you do. I love, by the way, that you just told everybody a moment ago that you're, oh, we made it to Chapter 4, but not the whole game. Well, yeah, we didn't. Well, that's, that was our playthrough. I, nah, said, I know. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I played the whole game. <clears throat> you played the okay. whole game. I've never beat it, but I was... Fortuitous enough... To watch all the rest of the cutscenes and read the synopsis of the story. Yep. So, so do we have to cut that out now, or just no. okay? No. Everyone in the world, guess what? I'm human. Yeah, I have life. Caitlin, <laughs> wait, here's another trophy for Caitlin. Caitlin is the only one that beat the game. Let's take yep. a minute. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> credit where credit is due. You really beat the game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, we should talk more about the, the chapters themselves. We talked about... No. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs>
The <laughs> podcast over. Everyone go home. We're done here. And if you're home, go out. <laughs> stop listening to the podcasts. Don't stop listening to the podcasts. <laughs> well, I mean, we should talk about um, in chapter three. Uh, that was the... Well, we'll play the music right now in the background for everybody. And Brian's going to play it right now. I already and, started. I'm just, I'm just going to make you look like an idiot. I'm going to look like a fool. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but uh, in Chapter 3, one of the... Uh, it's kind of a waltz. Well, it's not kind of... Sorry. It is a waltz. It's a two-step waltz. And some of the other music that you heard in this podcast from him obviously doesn't sound anything like this. This is very upbeat. It's quick. Um, he wrote this when he was in France. And it has such a weird connection because he said himself he wrote this song... Because he just, when he was in France, he was not running out of money, but he needed to pay those bills like everyone has to. And mm-hmm. the song itself, like I said, it's a two-step waltz, and it's super upbeat, and unlike Raindrops or Revolution or Nocturne, those are very, not somber, but they're a little bit slower, and they sound... More more mel- serious. Yeah, more melancholy. More serious. More melancholy. Mm. A little bit more... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit more pure grave, if you will. <laughs> well, this one's like really quick, and it sounds just like a ballroom dancer. Like, wow, wow, this is really, this is really crazy. And when he wrote this song, the revolution was failing in Poland, so that's kind of you expect to hear a song more like Nocturne or Raindrops, mm-hmm. you know, with the the coincide the coincide of the failing of the revolution. That's all. It's surprising to hear. Yeah. It's funny, too, because everybody loved his happy stuff. Like yeah. That. That's the whole reason he wrote it is because people people wanted it. People wanted to hear it. But, yeah, it's it, you know, t- it's fun to look at. Did you look at the, um, or did you notice the influences from the song? So what he wrote songs about, like the dog, for instance. Oh, my God, yeah. That was, you know? uh, uh, I think it was chapter six. Yeah. It's called, uh, is it? Triste? Yeah, Triste is the name of the song, right? Yeah. Which, and, doesn't that mean sad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, George Sand, one of his... Well, that's a whole other story. We'll go down in a minute, I guess. Yeah. But George Sand's dog was a poodle. Minuet? Well, Minuet was in the game, right? It was in the game, yeah. But he, she jokingly made... She jokingly was like, oh, write a, a song about my dog. And he took it seriously. He was like, I'm gonna. And he wrote this song, and it's a, it's a happy, lively song about... She had a poodle. And in the game, you have a the it's not a poodle. It kind of looks like a Chihuahua esque. It's the dog's name is Minuet, and it's a min, It's another it's another waltz, and that one actually is called Minute Waltz. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so the direct correlation there. I guess we should talk about George Sand a little bit. So. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say George Sand, Sand is just, definitely. Should oh, talk about that's that. that's a weird part of history that I think is kind of neat. That whole thing seems so awkward and so weird. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody in the game that kind of not re- not directly like that. Represents no. her. No. no that would be funny though, like a, a sassy lady. Like a hey, t- how's it going? I got a cigar and I wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, George Sand. My was... pen name is Mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was her actual name? Did I did we write that down? I didn't write that down. <sighs> you know, I don't know because nobody ever referred. Or by that. I mean, no, they, don't. they it, all say George Sand. Yeah. It's the novel value of calling her George Sand is so great, and it's just it's, it's, it's she's George Sand. Yeah, yeah. that's just that's this just, is, <laughs> is George. This is, uh, they, George. They weren't married; they were just well, they ended up being lovers, but they were just close at first, mm-hmm. and then they ended up being lovers. But she was a tomboy, so she wore pants and smoked cigars, and he said something kind of mean about her. I yeah, in like the eighteen hundreds, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't do that. She's yeah. also a very successful author. Right, yes. which is, I think, why they Hit liked off. each other because they, you know, had a mutual admiration like for their the art. creative genius. Yeah, creative yeah. genius. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that and I mean, the, the, I think the whole reason that she did change her name 
to a man's name, besides the mm. fact that she was kind of a tomboy, was mm. so that people would read her, read her stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, at that time, yeah. At that time, mm-hmm. you know, man stuff. Yep. <laughs> man stuff. Man stuff. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think you're always, summed it up you're always, very succinctly. You're, you're always <laughs> sticking it to us ladies, yeah. always trying to s- get us under your thumb. <laughs> That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I made it. I made it what this podcast is about. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So what's next? We could talk about Fran Liszt. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. So unlike Franz Ferdinand, Franz Liszt. <laughs> uh, now, see, the connection between From. the three is that, so Franz was a pupil of, or protege, or I don't know. He was a very, very talented musician, one of the few that could play Chopin's work, Mm -hmm. and he introduced the two, George Sand and Chopin. Hmm. That was cool. And he actually, he did the, see, I don't know the exact, I don't know if he did the performances on Chopin's behalf or or what, but he he actually liked performing in public with large, uh, with a large audience, whereas uh, Chopin did not. He liked it small, intimate. Yep. Shows so so I think Franz kind of took the lead with you know okay well the masses want to hear Chopin's work well you hear well here you go here you go and yeah you know, yep. go, you, know you play this I don't want yeah there, there's a lot yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of music you had like the Opus sixty six we were talking about it before we started the podcast that's the one that sounded just like or he thought Chopin thought that one sounded like Moonlight Sonata mm-hmm. so he didn't want to release it and then after he, he died eight years later you know his family released it anyways yeah I mean we'll play that in a little bit too but that I personally don't think it sounds like it. So, it I was mean, probably just his, you know. It's his creative yeah. pride and. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to release something that sounded like that because that is, you know, everyone knows that song if you hear it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I think something else. You know, we're talking about Chopin. We got to mention his his physical appearance. <laughs> oh God. Which, it looks nothing. He no. He <laughs> like looks. The game. He no. Yeah. In the in the game. He's gorgeous. He's the dark magician. <laughs> he's dark magician. And he's gorgeous. In real Dark life, man. he looks like a cross between uh, Tim Roth, who is Mr. Orange in Reservoir Dogs, and uh, the guy from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> that was it, uh, Javier Bardem or something like that. Yeah. That weird, that weird, weird haircut. haircut. It's like not a bowl cut, but it was like a. It's kind of. A <laughs> it's just cut. a weird haircut. It really is. It was probably super popular. With the haircut? Yeah. Yeah, in the future and the past. And it was, it was a joke. It was, it was, you know, they had a joke like that. I want a haircut that's from the future and also from the past. <laughs> Something suitable for a child and an old man. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Well, it's well, good. No, I know <laughs> it is. I know it is. But, but like, they didn't even. Family, like, they good. did in the dream world. In like the when in their actual portrayal of him, like in the bed, mm. uh, does not look like that. No, at, not at all. all. Nothing like that. No. Um, you're like, oh man, he was he was kind of cute, wasn't he? And then you look it up and you're like, mm. you're like no, not so much. Mm, no, not, not so much. They're de- 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 they're designing the game. And the artists are like, we can't make him look like he did in real life. <laughs> and the, the developers are like, well, why not? And they go, well, we, we could, but you'd be, playing, you'd, sell. you'd be playing as a serial killer. I'll make you sell better, you know? <laughs> uh, like, nobody will want to play as him. <laughs> and now you rest. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember what chapter it was. Because, um, like, like we said, some of the music they play, they play two in one chapter. But in the game, there's 
it's right before the ship, or excuse me, it's right after the ship. Uh, the prince, I think it's Prince Crescendo. Everybody's name is so crazy, so it's hard to remember. I thought it was Count. No, that's Count Waltz. Count Waltz. He's the bad one. The good ones, I think his name is Crescendo. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Whatever. But the prince, um, he asks... Mm. <laughs> the good guy. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, the good guy. He, he asks Chopin to play. And they, they refer to him, you know they, they say he's uh, a prince, which is really odd. Somebody refers to him as Duke. And uh, before Chopin left Poland... He had a friend that was friends with the Duke that he played for before he went to France. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a big... It was a big to-do, and I was like, oh, look at that. So they have, like... I shouldn't say little, because that's a big, you know, thing in his life, but, yeah, that's kind of neat how they... They just... They took, like, all these little pieces, like we talked about, his sister yeah. uh, passing away, and then you know, him playing for the Duke. Like, that's 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 cool mm-hmm. that they did that. Yeah. It's yeah. like his subconscious remembering stuff like that, yeah. kind of. Yeah, and then in, it, his, it, dream it, world. in his dream world. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I really liked it. I mean, I think the music. I keep going back to the music because it's it's really pretty, and they just they did such a great job. That's it's what the game's about. Oh, basically. I know, but the yeah, whole yeah. game is based. But on if you music. listen to it, there's a lot of times when they like it wasn't in raindrops in the first chapter, mm-hmm. but by three they were sneaking in his work in the game. Like you had to listen for it because it was in the background, like when you're not in combat. Yeah. Like in the menus and stuff, which is really cool. And I was like, oh, oh, I know that song. They just played that for me. You know, we had to, like, listen, because it was very, like, subtle. I like that feature where you play with people. You find the, the pieces of uh, music, like the sheet music. Oh, the sheet music. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And then, you, like, you randomly run into random people in the, in the world, and if you don't have the sheet music that goes along with their piece... You make this awful music. You make <laughs> they get, they get mad music. at you. Like, I remember uh, the first one you, you got was like... It was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I, what am I it's playing? Like, it's like a really sad MIDI sound <laughs> yeah. It really was. Uh, it's oh, the only God. part that didn't match the rest. The rest is like, hey, I'm going to play this beautiful music. You're like, oh, it's beautiful. And they're like, hey, play with this guy. It's like, brr, brr. like oh, my God. And like, what happened to them? They had some kid with a recorder. <laughs> and they were like, right, where are we going to get these sound lines? I don't even. Where are we gonna get this from? Hold on, hold on, hold on. My fourth grader. She 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 just got the recorder. We'll take it from her. We'll have her play them all. This is goat on chalkboard in C minor. <laughs> the one and only thing I didn't really get about the game itself and his life was the. It was about revolution, but it was weird. They used the... They're called the Go-Go's. They called them, like, the, those little, like, floating spirits in the forest. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ones they make the mineral powder yeah. out of to control But that's people. not yeah. actually in a Go-Go. No, I know, because the, the gem and the people and the dying. I wonder. Yeah. But, but, but the point I'm making is that I don't know how that directly correlates his life. Like, the revolution part, most definitely. You have a count. You're trying to take mm-hmm. over all these areas. There's a revolution in Poland. You know, he's obviously from Poland. It's, it's a big deal. I get that, but the whole using a go-go's to make to make people mineral powder stronger. Yeah, like that. That part kind of like not escaped me, but I was like, I don't. I feel like they kind of just it, like we need. It could. S- it could be a stretch. You could say like in so for f- uh, Full Metal Alchemist, for mm-hmm. example, they're looking for the Philosopher's Stone. Yep. And okay, they find the Philosopher's Stone, and oh, it's got this dark secret. It's you need humans sacrifice, you need human souls to power this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I kind of take from it, is that you kind of you know you, you gotta like the you had these people in power using these people up mm-hmm. like they were just some kind of resource and not and, you know a, a person. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's a stretch, but that that's my take on right. what what they represent. Yeah, because they never because the they talk about the glowing agogos. Right, but that was just because of polka the, or not polka, but anybody that has that. Um, they used a word. It's a really weird word. It didn't match. Pugrave! Yep, that was it. No, 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 because remember when, when Polka was sitting down after she'd gotten attacked and they had the little, you Glo- know, the glowing, glowing a go-go going by her. That's not mm. the same thing as what an actual go-go is. That's why she's like, glowing a go-go's? They, they don't know what they're talking about mm. because that's not what an go-go is. Right. <laughs> Whatever an go-go is. Apparently nobody knows what an go-go is except for Merch and Salsa. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I didn't like Merch and Salsa either. Really? Not even March? She was sweet. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. March was nice. Salsa was salsa. I, I feel like most characters were, were split for me in this game. Some of them I liked a lot. I feel like they were split in this game. I feel like uh, I started to like Allegretto, but not really as the game went on. Yeah. I, like, I like his fighting style like in combat, but I didn't like his character. I was like, eh. Right, I really liked... Why didn't you like him? Kind of like a dumpy little kid. It's yeah, yeah, really he's anymore. a kid. I can't relate anymore. I'm an, I'm an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz comes in. You're like, oh, I have no need to play Allegretto anymore. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Jazz. Jazz yeah. like, hey, I'm a revolutionary. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Not just some stupid kid from the city. Exactly. <laughs> you know, especially when you have those other characters, like, you know, standing in his shadow. You have Chopin, and he's awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you just said, you have Jazz, and who, who else was like really awesome? Even um, is it Viol- Viola? Viola, yeah. Yeah, she was awesome too. You know, but then you have like these two kids. They're like, mm-hmm. we're street urchins. It's like, uh. <laughs> you know, compared to everybody else, it's like you're the dumpy characters. You and are... beats like that super dumpy. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> well, you know why they Poor have beat. they have those is that when you're a kid and you're playing a video game, you gotta have a kid to, to relate to. You know, mm-hmm. that's. That's a big thing. He's like, I took pictures with my camera. Yeah, that, yeah it was, it was <laughs> yeah. so corny. It's so random. There's too. only there's only a couple of games. And then Algrado's like, that. can't believe you take pictures, you dumb kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's something that's like so horrible. Stop looking through your camera. You don't yeah. know what life is like. <laughs> you just kill yourself. Yeah. Easy, easy, but you can sell the pictures. You, you, they live in the sewer. They're stealing <laughs> bread. Sell the pictures. Sell a camera. You need Why to get yeah, the camera. Where's he getting the film? Yeah. <laughs> Is he stealing it? He's stealing the film. There's, there's not many games like I could deal with that. A lot of games like to do that where they'll make the. Is it a Polaroid? <laughs> Sorry, make, like, it's okay. Are they getting them developed or is it a Polaroid? It's a Polaroid. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they made the protagonist kids like um, like Earthbound does that. Mm-hmm. Like they're all kids. Like that didn't bother me for some reason, mm-hmm. you know. But this did. Where like I was like, I hate Pete. I hate your face. <laughs> I, hate <laughs> like, your face I, was, I was like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, it's like they're good-hearted because they steal, you know, bread and stuff and to give feed it to the other children, children that don't yeah. have homes that live in the sewers. Which, by the way, are the nicest sewers I've. I'd live in these the sewers. sewers. Yeah, I would like, sell my house. They're over there. gorgeous <laughs> sewers. <laughs> they might have some like crazy rats running around, or you know, but that's. that's a, it was like, it was, it was like a mystical forest, <laughs> and it was the sewer. It was like all these beautiful flowers and greenery, and the sun shining through. You're like, this is not a, this is not what a sewer looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The only, the only thing that was tough about the game, the only criticism I would have, is that the time frame it came from. The there was no map. I think it was the first or second dungeon we were in. It was a static image, and then you had to just kind of figure out which lever moved the map so you can get to the next area 
but it wasn't a lever. Yeah, it was the second dungeon. The second dungeon, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it, because when you hit the lever, you were in a room, so you couldn't see what moved outside. You just had to remember, like, by memory. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, there's a small room. It, it spanned several screens, so you had to, you had to yeah. look through, like, something moved here, what was it? Yeah. And it wasn't very, like, uh, it wouldn't jump out at you. Yeah. yeah. The backgrounds were all very... They float. Monotone. Yeah, mo- yeah, they, they, yeah, they float. So was... when you look at it, you're like, something moved here. What moved? But I don't know what. <laughs> and an hour in, both of you are like, I can't look at this anymore. And I was like, I'll get it. It's like taking a bunch of macaroni, spilling it on the table, and then like, looking at it, then five minutes walking away, <laughs> somebody moves three of the noodles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, like that's, look, what did I change? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. So that, yes, that was frustrating. But I mean, other than that, the game itself is cool. Cutscenes, honestly, are a little corny. Especially with Beat and Allegretto. Uh, yeah. They were they had corny parts. Yeah. You know? But the game itself was, was cool. I love that they mm-hmm. used Chopin to make a video game. That's really neat. Yeah. You know? And they made it work, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, it was excellent. I mean, they even made a reference to it later on in... Uh, it wasn't Tales of Vesperia. But one of the other Tales games, mm-hmm. you can get Chopin's outfit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, even realize. It was really cool. I was looking up. I was like, oh, look at that. It's like, it's a... You have to, it's like, Af- it's New Game Plus, obviously. Yeah. But it's kind of like a, hey, we made that game too. Yeah. yeah. It's a nod to <laughs> Eternal Sonata. Exactly. Remember that fun game we played? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy our other games. Buy our other games. <laughs> hey, you like this game? <laughs> you probably want to know about this other game we made. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, next episode is going to be I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. That's Brian's pick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, based on a story. Written in the 70s? Late 60s. Late 60s, excuse me. But that one's going to be fun. It's a great story, and it's a very cool game. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right. All right, I'm Kevin. I'm Brian. Caitlin's sleeping. We lost her. (laughs) Eternal slumber. Eternal slumber. We'll be on next time.